welcome to the Impact Interviews. I'm Laura and today I'm delighted to welcome Monica Fletcher to the show. Hi Monica. Mon. Hi Laura. Hi, thanks for coming. So Mon, you are deeply involved in the Ask Me UK Centre for Applied Research and I've noticed recently that you just launched your Impact Report. So now's a good time for me to ask, I guess, what do you mean by impact and why do you think people should really care about impact? Well, that's a really good question, Laura. And, you know, as, a, as someone who's come from a semi-academic background, uh, and that means that I've done research myself, but not just been a researcher all my life. One of the things that's always interested me is why people do research and the point in it. And it's a really challenging thing for many people to think about because yeah. if they, ha yeah, they have a research interest, they're, they're bound to think that everybody else thinks it's interesting. But to me, it's what different as it make to society really and if you think about the amount of investment that goes into research it's a really important thing that we're thinking not just about the individual's sort of collective interest of, of of the researcher and building up that body of interest but what impact does it really make to society in the sense of individual patients practitioners policy makers the, you know, the people in the street that, that, were, that all this research is happening. So to me, that's what impact really matters. And so everybody's really Everyone who's a patient or somebody who's a policymaker, someone in government, all of these people are people that care about the outputs from the centre. Absolutely, absolutely. And particularly, I would say this being in healthcare and being a healthcare practitioner, that if we're investing and doing research into healthcare, which is obviously top of government agendas, but top of personal agendas, yeah. that, that, that we really should be looking at what difference it makes. And right from the beginning, right from the seed of an idea that somebody might have, is actually how is this going to translate into any impact? And even if the research it does not have a positive outcome, you know, there's still an impact from that. And, and by that, I mean, you know, what we don't know about things you know obviously yeah. sometimes you know the research isn't what the researcher thinks it's going to be but the process is equally as important as the outcome as well there's a lot of learning that can go on through the actual research itself yeah and so this is a the first time we've done this so this is our lightning round and this is your chance to introduce the AFME UK Centre for Applied Research so I've got three questions in quick succession that help you uh, explain about the centre so Ask Me UK, Centre for Applied Research, what is it? So the Centre for Applied Research is uh, a collaborative of 22 universities across the UK, which in itself is really exciting because historically universities don't always collaborate and researchers don't always collaborate. So that's fantastic. It's funded and has been funded for 10 years by seed core funding. So actually for the centre, the administration of the centre by Asthma and Lung UK, of which we've been really grateful. And that is the biggest charity in the UK funding um, respiratory research and obviously with asthma it's been mainly focused on asthma although in latter years we've been broadening out a bit more into other respiratory conditions but that's what we're about so it's a collaborative um, multidisciplinary across the UK and it's been funded by asthma and lung UK of which we're very grateful. Amazing and so who cares about this centre who's really passionate about it? 
Well, I think we all are, obviously, the Definitely. people inside and those doing the research. But I think more and more as the years have gone by and we've actually had more and more collective outcomes, I think yeah. others are now interested in that. So clinicians, policymakers, patients, the media and um, other funders, you know, just just everyone. And actually this this opportunity to have an impact report means that we can get those messages more clear out to a much broader audience. Brilliant. And so why is it amazing? Well, I think it's amazing because we've actually produced some fantastic research. But also, if you start to map what we've been doing, you can start to see that actually some of the outcomes that we've got are beginning to be making changes in practice. Because actually, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, doing research, having lots and lots of publications, of which we've had hundreds, almost 800 publications across this group. Unless you start seeing that, making changes to patient care, and there are ways of doing that within sort of healthcare systems around, you know, policies, procedures, and that sort of thing. So unless you start seeing that beginning to happen, then really, you know, it is not exciting. So to me now, this is probably the most exciting time of the centre's, you know, lifespan to be fair brilliant so can you pick out one or two shining examples something that you'd like to delve into a little bit more deeply well I suppose we yeah but I think to give you sort of a a bit of the range that we've been doing and and actually I said that we've sort of changed a wee bit over the time because so, you know, just circumstances. We were leading some of the most important research during COVID. And that COVID, we pivoted towards COVID like lots of people. Obviously, respiratory disease, it's a respiratory infection. So some of the work that we were doing was actually informing about vaccinations. It was it was informing around and really rapidly at change, using large data, rapid change, informing governments about decisions to be made, about where to put priorities, you know, across infection as I say, vaccination, efficacy, whether or not asthma was having was worse during the, the pandemic. I mean, that was a really important thing because many patients were being, you know, shut away at home and not being able to go out. And were they more at risk? And being able to have those answers really quickly to be able to make quick decisions, that's been amazing. Wow. We've got some in, exciting um, work coming out really soon, although some early work has come out from this group, a big piece of work around ultra low emissions, what in impact does it have on child, child children's lungs I mean oh, that is amazing isn't it you yeah. know so we've compared that with an area that doesn't have an ultra low emission zone so does it really make a difference and not just that we've also been looking at other bespoke bits from that fantastic cohort of about 300 or 3,000 children things like cognition and how they get to school and uh, physical activity so that's the most amazing piece of work. So hang on a minute. So you're looking at the ultra low emission zones and, and what it impact it has on children, not just from asthma point of view, but also kind of how they perform at school and other mm-hmm. things, like kind of holistic view on child health. Yeah, because if you think of particulate matters and what happens, it actually yeah. is systemic. So although we're interested in what you breathe and we're yeah. interested in your lung function and we're interested in the impact on asthma, it, as, as a group of researchers, and this is the benefit, Laura, of bringing together people from different disciplines mm-hmm. in our network, because had we just gone down a traditional kind of world where asthma researchers, so we're just looking at the lungs, we may not have been quite so broad in our approach. So here we are with people who come from different backgrounds who are actually saying, well, no, there's something here about cognition, perhaps. And we've been able to build on that fantastic cohort and have these splinter other trials. And that is the 
the power of the network of bringing people from dis different disciplines together, which is why the centre, I think, is, you know, stands above other groups mm. because we're able to bring in all that multidisciplinary um, team. So do you know when those results are going to be released or, <laughs> or is that top secret? <laughs> I'd like to be able to say, yes, I do, but it's definitely going to be this year, definitely okay. this year. And, and probably this side of the summer but that's probably all I can say on that Laura so um, invite um, me back again and I'll, I'll tell you about those results perhaps <laughs> or one of my colleagues would later. <laughs> fair enough fair enough and you mentioned that now's a really exciting time for the centre so can you give us a glimpse of what's coming? Well it would be foolhardy for anyone to sit back on any kind of initiative like this and say we've done everything we certainly haven't done everything. Mm -hmm. And like, like you know, you need to do your research and to build on your research and what you do with your research, you then build on more of that and you actually expand your research. And over the years, as I say, we've got masses of publications, but actually we've begun to say to us, have we had enough impact? So although I can sit here and say we've had some impact, we'd like to have more. So how do we actually do that? So we're in a stage of our sort of de development after 10 years to say we need to look at this a little bit more differently so we have the medical very strong obviously medical backgrounds here but we also now looking at how and and, and public come um, i i don't want to uh, i have to say to you laura one of the things that this center has done is brought patients right into the middle so we have a fantastic ppi group who are engaged in everything who challenge what we do they're involved in research that we do etc so we've got the patients as well but what we also want to do is to think about this from other aspects and although we've done a bit on things like behavioral change and so forth we want to start looking at this from a really different perspective so we don't want to put it in a box so our, our vision is to say how do we also bring in things like I, I don't know much broader thinking about industry how we get industry involved doing different things how we actually involve sort of thinking more about health economics how we bring in other yeah. aspects to our big community so we can start looking at this differently and even looking at we talk about perhaps traditionally health psychology but actually there are other things about what influences people's behaviors and we need to be thinking yeah. about this yeah. social anthropology other sorts of things about why we as human beings don't necessarily um, behave in the way that perhaps you know um, medical advice might be given to us and so what are all those other influences so we're going to bring in a much bigger community and um, we're also going to um, look at broadening our range of of respiratory conditions and I've already alluded to that slightly but COPD and chronic obstructive airways disease is a huge issue for us in the UK and also infections and a few others so we're going to expand our respiratory conditions we're going to look at other disciplines but much much broader than that and, and actually kind of turn it on its head and start looking at the impact perhaps you know what is the impact we want to make before yeah. we sort of think about the research because I think what we've done is tra the traditional sort of yeah. let's do the research and then we'll worry about the impact well let's actually go out there and say what impact could we have as a centre and at the moment we're looking at those big issues that are affecting the health service things like admissions into hospital uh, during the winter you know how could we as a center start to have 
some kind of effect on that. You know, that would be of interest to governments, but it'd be interest to anyone in the street who, you know, as you know, can't to to access <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or can't access when they do want to go because That's it's true. overloaded. So, yeah, just trying to think a little bit more sort of that impact on what, how would you know that you've done it? Yeah, and the, the metrics and how you measure yeah. it. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be pretty exciting, pretty exciting time for the centre, I think. It is, and and challenging. Yeah. Uh, realistically, we're now looking at Asthma and Lung UK, our, our original funders, have funded this sort of core nucleus for a small amount of seed funding, in all fairness. I mean, for a small centre, for the 10 years, we it's been a £4 million grant. We've actually generated over £85 million, though, however, in research grants. So from that little seed right. funding, we've been able to do that. But we are going to be looking at, um, after 10 years, it, they don't go on infinitum. You can't expect charities. Otherwise, you become their arm of their research. And that yeah. isn't correct. Yeah. So we're now looking for other sources of funding, multiple funding sources, which um, is a challenge in, in you know, current climate. But I think we've got something really important. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I think we will we will get funding. Yeah, that's brilliant. And so thinking about the people in the research centre or anyone thinking about making a difference in asthma or to people with asthma, have you got any wise words, words of inspiration that you could share with them? I think you ought to start off with, and I say this actually because the other group we work with are, are innovators in the med tech space. And just because you can, don't just do it. You know, find out what those problems are first. And that's where our patient groups come in. That's where you need to have, you know, understand what the research priorities are and why they are. Don't just take your own common interests because, because you just have an interest in something. So one, a common purpose is really important. And I think one thing I'd really like to say about our centre is that we've had two very inspirational leaders who have been... Uh, amazing. Um, I'd like to like to call them both out, really, Professor Z Shake and Professor Chris, um, Chris Griffiths, um, from two different universities, who've just had a, an amazing style. It's been a style where it's inclusive, it's not competitive. People are welcome into this community. I've enjoyed my ten years being with it, and I hope to have another ten years with it. So, getting the right people together, the right skills, but making sure your research is actually appropriate, and think about the impact right from the beginning that's amazing that's really that's really amazing so i think maybe we should leave it on that high would it be okay if i put a link to the uh, impact report in the show notes so that yeah, no, can see it? i'd love it i'd love it and i suppose the only final thing i'd love to say is that we've also built the capabilities for the future so We've also got fantastic, during the time we've developed, we've had over 50 PhD students and early career researchers who've, who have loved their time with us. They found it very supportive working together and we've created that next generation of asthma yeah. researchers. Yeah. So to me, having a legacy in that way is equally as important. So may they go forth and multiply. <laughs> Maybe around the world, right? Maybe this is too uh, yeah. Maybe global domination is their, is their task yeah so we'll leave that bit for them but we'll support them all the way so thanks Laura oh that's amazing right in which case then I'm gonna leave it there and that's brilliant thanks ever so much Mon. <laughs> thanks for listening to the impact interviews 
If you enjoyed this episode, then please check out our back catalogue. And if you've any questions for either us or our guests, then please be sure to get in touch. We'll be back next week with something new. So see you soon.